Hello, hello friends. I'm Aymara and this is Out of the Shell, a podcast about web free and lifestyle. Today we have a very special friend. Is Paf Evara from Take Space. Paf is a creator, storyteller, influencer and web free founder and it's here today to share their story and knowledge with us. Hello Paf, welcome to Out of the Shell podcast and I'm super glad to have you here. Please let us a bit um, more about you and also let us know how did you become an influencer? Hi, I'm Paf and I suppose you could call me an influencer. (laughs) Um, I am a Papua New Guinean Australian currently living in Scotland and I'm a digital marketer turned Web3 founder, speaker, activist and creator. And I guess how I kind of stepped into more of the quote unquote public eye, even though I'm very much on the small, smaller scale side of things, um, was actually during uh, lockdown in 2020. So some people decided to learn how to make banana bread or, you know, do a whole gardening renovation. I decided to join TikTok during lockdown, mostly to kill the time and at first, it was just a really great waste of time. Um, but also just a really cool way to connect with people all around the world as we're going through such a strange universal experience of this you know, lockdown and the start of the pandemic. And then quite quickly, the algorithm started to learn uh, more about me and I started to get content from people, I guess, like me, uh, people who were queer, people of color and just really interesting people um, across the globe. And it became this portal where I could like connect into community really for the first time. And as a, uh, at the time identified as a bisexual uh, woman, I hadn't really felt part of the community. So it was this really beautiful way of connection. And quite quickly I decided to start making content myself and mostly quite lighthearted, um, humorous content, talking about my experience as um, a bisexual woman and also being mixed race, being Papua New Guinean Australian. And it was really interesting because it became kind of like a journal or a diary, a visual diary, a way to express myself and my thoughts. Um, and it ended up capturing a really transformational period of my life. So throughout 2020 and very much, you know, with the lockdown, having so much time for introspection and also learning, um, I I realized that I was uh, gay. So I came out as a lesbian um, in like August 2020, I think. Um, And then I started to learn more about gender and I uh, started to use and experiment with different pronouns, so they, them pronouns, and then I ended up coming out as non-binary or gender non-conforming um, in early 2021. Most notably, I was able to meet and connect with uh, a person who is now my wife in Han through TikTok. So it really just became this incredible, incredible way to connect with community find my people, find my voice, tell my story and document, you know, these 
this crazy life experience and I ended up moving from Australia to Scotland and um, meeting Han and obviously now, uh, you know, creating a life together in Scotland. And this was all kind of catalyzed by TikTok. So uh, nowadays I, I'm not on TikTok as much. I've kind of progressed. Um, uh, I'm mostly creating on LinkedIn and Twitter and it's definitely become more of a way to uh, less about like sharing my personal experiences and documenting my life and more about um, education, empowering other people and also uh, doing like speaking opportunities and speaking with different corporations and brands and consulting for really big brands like Google uh, using my kind of lived experience. Um, so I'm more in this like speaker slash consultant space now, um, which is really interesting. Yeah, and it's super amazing to see how you evolve in time. But Fab, you went from what two to what three. What does it mean to be an influencer in what three? Which are the main differences between the two spaces? from the creator point of, point of view. So as far as the difference between web two and web three, I would say the biggest differences is uh, the content that I'm creating and like the message that I'm kind of getting across. So you, you might say influencer, I like to think of it as a personal brand. Um, you're, you're you know creating a personal brand that is designed for a purpose. So in web two, um, a lot of the content centers around my lived experience, storytelling, maybe education around uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and most of that's kind of happening on LinkedIn and a little bit on Instagram, but mostly on LinkedIn. And then web three, the channel that I, I mostly use is uh, Twitter. And I think the difference is really on Twitter, I'm building a take up space. So as a, you know, as a creator or as a founder, I want to be making sure that I am getting across my point of view and I'm, I'm more talking about web three specific things and things that I find interesting and care about as more of a thought leader. So talking about the ethos of decentralization, decentralized media, Uh, you know, how creators can utilize Web3 technology, um, how you can build your brand in, in Web3. Um, so I'm kind of like taking all the skills and knowledge I have from Web2 and then I'm putting that Web3 lens over it. So I would say those are the main differences. Um, I would say a lot of my corporate work, so speaking gigs, speaking on panels, going to conferences, Um, being booked for consulting, most majority of that is Web2 specific, um, with a little bit being Web3. Yeah, and I think it's super important to let our friends that are hearing us to know that there are a lot of skills and knowledge that we bring with us from our life that are completely transferable into Web3, as you just explained that. Thank you for sharing that. And... Moving on, in your experience as an influencer, which has been your biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge as a creator has definitely been the type of content that I create. Uh, I pride myself on authentic uh, storytelling 
and speaking about my identities and how my intersecting identities uh, defines who I am as a person. And really my whole ethos in being a creator is by telling my story, it can be a vehicle of change. It can help me feel seen, but also help others see themselves in my story. So the flip side of that is it's quite, uh, you have to be quite vulnerable and put yourself in a position where you are tapping into potentially traumatic or triggering parts of your story and you're sharing them with the world. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy thing. And, you know, the world uh, is a scary place. So I think the, the biggest challenges I've faced are when pieces of my content have gone viral and have kind of crossed over to the quote unquote other side of TikTok or Instagram. And, you know, people who see that you're talking about being queer or being gay um, or using they, them pronouns. And, you know, you can receive a lot of hate from that. So my biggest challenges have been the abuse that I faced from random trolls and strangers online, whether that be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, ableist. Um, <laughs> the list goes on. So that's been the biggest challenge. I have personally stepped away from TikTok and Instagram for like over a year at a time. I still find it challenging sometimes to create on those two platforms specifically, um, which is probably why a lot of my focus is now on LinkedIn and Twitter. But I would say that's probably the biggest challenge is, yeah, existing out loud is difficult when uh, you are challenging the, the norms and the stereotypes that a lot of people are used to. Oh, sure. Being vulnerable when you are in the spotlight is super scary. And I can, I can tell that for, for myself. But also when you're different, as you said, and you are vulnerable and you face all these challenges, it's also very difficult, but at the same time, it's so inspiring to see people like you that keep going and keep creating. Um, and that's something amazing to see. Fab, what tips and best practices can you share with those interested in becoming web influencers? In terms of tips or best practices for becoming an influencer, first of all, I would just, I wouldn't use the word influencer um, personally. I think that you need to have a goal. So what are you actually trying to achieve? Are you trying to build a personal brand so you can go full-time into Web3? Um, are you are you trying to be an influencer and get hundreds of thousands of followers and, you know, pump and shill different projects? Um, are you trying to launch a Twitter show that, you know, helps grow your following and potentially lands you in um, some opportunities for, like, brand sponsorship? Like, what I would say is think of your goal and then work backwards from there. So think of where you want to be at the end of the year or in a couple of years time. What kind of, you know, what, what are you doing on a daily basis? And then work backwards from there. Okay, if I want to be full-time Web3 founder with a thriving community that is focused on mental health, this is a random example, then I probably need to start being known as the person who talks about mental health and shares maybe tips or advice on mental health or has Twitter spaces that are centered around mental health. Um, or I write articles on, you know, 
burnout um, and and how Web3 can be a difficult place to navigate with mental health. You see where I'm going with this. So think of your end goal in mind as a creator, as an influencer, as founder, whatever, and then work backwards. And basically all of your content needs to be the building blocks that help basically build this persona and this idea of people in, in idea of you in people's minds. So you want to be known as the person for X um, and that will help you reach your goal. So that, that would be my key advice there. So find a goal and then work backward from there. Hmm. I like that. I really like that. So Puff, now you are also an entrepreneur. Um, something I really like about Web3 is that uh, it is possible to do many things at the same time. And the whole boundaries between specializations and uh, different areas, all of these uh, lines are blurred. So let us know why did you decide to found Take Up Space? Why Take Up Space? Take Up Space was originally an extension of the work that I was doing as a creator. And at the start, it was not anything to do with Web3. I wanted to create a course and have a cohort of change makers uh, to help them on their journey of healing and building skills and confidence and stepping into their power as leaders. So I really, I, I took stock of my entire journey and I created these three pillars and I wanted to build a cur curriculum around that. So that was the first kind of inkling of take up space. And I wanted it to be an extension of the community that I was building. At the time, I had like maybe 90,000 followers or something across platforms. And it felt like a, a logical next step. And then from there, Take Up Space has really grown so much further than my wildest dreams. And a lot of that is actually down to the fact that uh, my wife, Han, came on board as a co-founder and really pivoted us, pivoted us full speed into web three. And from there we launched an NFT collection. We built a community in web three, really focused around diverse and intersectional people, helping people take up more space in web three. We dropped a, a, a course to help people learn more about web three in an inclusive way. Um, and then more recently we've actually spun out uh, a media DAO, uh, which is really around centering uh, stories of impact um, and experimenting with decentralized media and community-owned media. So it really came from this seed of an idea. I think what's been really interesting is our why has kind of remained the same, even though the what and the how has changed over time. Really, our why is to help people take up more space. And because we have that as our North Star, we've been able to pivot and adjust and expand, um, making take up space what it is today, uh, being, you know, the home for authentic creation, a place that we hope that people can can come and meet like-minded creators, tell their story, uh, and hopefully create a new era of media. And that is a beautiful vision. And it's something wonderful about what you and Han 
and the rest of the eco-space community are building. And uh, how does 2023 looks for you, Puff, and for Takeout Space? How do you see it? 2023 is all about the Takeout Space DAO. We launched this at the end of December, uh, open for 150 founding members to come in and basically build the future of decentralized media with us. So we're kicking off season one. Uh, we're super excited for the opportunity to co-create with our community, build really exciting, interesting products, um, as well as experiences, and ultimately continue to build uh, as a media brand. So by the end of the year, we would love to see, you know, take up space, uh, taking up space across a lot of different platforms in Web2 and in Web3. So yeah, this is the year of the DAO. This is the year of building this media and lifestyle presence um, while also having some really amazing uh, experiences with our community to really keep fostering that connection um, and growing as a network as well. And that was all for today, my friends. Thank you very much, Pat, for our special guest, for being here with us. And thank you all for hearing and have a great day, evening, wherever you are in the world. This was Aymara in Out of the Shell podcast. Bye.